through the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Lent, and today the Gospel is from Matthew chapter 4. And the Gospel of today was about the temptation of the the Lord in the wilderness. The temptation of the Lord in the wilderness. And so I would like to speak to you today a few words about temptation. Temptation. And then later on, how we can defeat temptation in our life. The first thing about temptation that we have to realize is, actually, we cannot avoid temptation. We can't avoid it. Everyone is tempted. Even the Lord Jesus Christ himself was tempted. Uh, St. John Chrysostom, he said, our Lord Jesus Christ was tempted to show us that even after his baptism, because he was tempted right after his baptism, to show us that even after his baptism, he was tempted, and likewise after our baptism, we will be tempted. So it's inevitable that we will be tempted. And, but I have a, like a question for you. If temptation is inevitable, then why do we pray in the Lord's Prayer? Lead us not into temptation. And there's a couple of reasons why uh, we, we say this prayer. But one is God is Pantocrator. God is Pantocrator and Satan has no power to do any temptation without God's blessing. And that's why with every temptation that Satan brings to us, God is gracious and actually always provides a method to escape the temptation. So there is always a choice to sin or not to sin. That's what St. Paul he says in 1 Corinthians 10. He says, God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So that was one reason we prayed, lead us not into temptation. Another reason we pray that is according to Tertullian, he said, lead us not into temptation means do not allow us to be led by the tempter. Do not allow us to be led by the tempter. And I like this explanation because when you read the gospel at the the very beginning, it says that the Lord Jesus Christ was led by... The Spirit, led by the Spirit. So lead us not into temptation means we don't want to be led by Satan or the tempter. And actually St. John Chrysostom, he builds on that idea. He says we ought not to leap on, upon temptation. We ought not to leap upon temptation, but sometimes we will be dragged into it. That's what St. John Chrysostom says. Keep that thought in mind because we're going to discuss that a little bit later. So temptation is inevitable. We cannot avoid it. Number two thing about temptation is that God allows us to be tempted for our benefit. To teach us several things. To teach us to be humble. To see how frail and how easily ensnared we are by the passions of the flesh. Lead us not into temptation is a reminder of our weakness. And the next line in the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation. I've seen the Lord's Prayer. But deliver us from the evil one. So who is doing the delivering? 
Who is doing the delivering is the Lord Because sin is very humbling It's very humbling It's very shameful to sin And the more we sin I hope we come to the realization That we need more grace The more we sin We need more grace Remember the sinful woman When she came and washed the feet of the Lord with her tears the Lord said, therefore I say to, you, say to you, her sins which are many, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. St. Paul, he says the, the same thing, he says, where sin abounded, grace abounded, much more, much more. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. God allowed us to be tempted to be to strengthen us. He allows for our temptation to strengthen us. Like steel is strengthened in fire, our love for God is strengthened through temptation. By tasting this grace that we spoke of, by seeing His power, we deepen our faith and trust in Him. God allows us to be tempted because it, is, it allows us for a clear demonstration to, uh, Like a demonstration of our trust and faith in God A demonstration of the treasures that He entrusted to us Like one day we will have to give an account of our stewardship Right? We'll have to stand before the throne of God and say I was a steward of, And these are the things that you gave me and this is what And so when we resist temptation we can say we've been good stewards we have been good stewards. We will receive a crown for our chastity, a crown for our witnessing. So temptation is inevitable. Temptation is actually for our benefit. Another thing about temptation. Temptation usually occurs, if you notice, like at least my own experience, and I'm sure everyone, temptation usually occurs when you are alone. Alone. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He was tempted when He was in the wilderness, alone. And this is usually when the devil usually attacks so hard. You know the famous saying, an idle mind is a, a devil's playground. And idleness is usually the worst when we are alone. Alone before we go to sleep, alone on the weekends or when we have free time, alone in the evenings when... Alone And that's why the devil always loves to separate people And one of the things that, you know, Corona was very effective in doing Was separating people <laughs> And keeping people isolated And the devil loves to isolate people Loves to isolate people, especially from the church Once I was talking to someone And I was inviting them to the church and this person told me flat out, said, I can't come to church. I said, why, Habibi? Why can't you come? They said, I isolated myself. Kidda, I isolated myself. So I said, oh boy, so don't isolate yourself. That's easy. But this idea of isolation is not so like, once you isolate yourself, it becomes difficult to re-engage. Like, like this person couldn't get over this idea. But it's in his own, like, in his own mind. But that's what the devil loves to do, to plan this trap, to isolate people. To take them away from the church. That's why, you know, in the story of the lost sheep, 
He had 99 sheep. But the devil would love for one to get away. And just to isolate one. Because one becomes easy prey for the wolf. So that's why it's so important to stay together. And to encourage each other. And to build each other. That's why there's something called fellowship. To build each other up. Be careful of being alone. Because the devil strikes hardest when we are alone. Temptation usually occurs when we are vulnerable. When we are vulnerable. Notice how in the gospel, it says that when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Hungry. And temptation comes when we are vulnerable. St. James, he says, each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. When he is drawn by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. The devil is looking for every opportunity. Every time we are vulnerable, he's looking for an opportunity to get us to fall into sin. So how can we defeat temptation? That was some background about temptation. How can we now defeat temptation? We'll say like three, three or three and a half things. The first thing, to leave the sinful environments and cut off the passions of the flesh. Do not put yourself in fire and then wonder why you are burned. Remove the fire or at least remove the fuel that is charging the fire. If we have a problem with our language, perhaps we should try removing the filthy music that we're listening to. If we have a problem with lust, then maybe we should try removing the sources of lust in our life. That's why St. Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, he says something so powerful. He says, do not give place to the devil. Do not give a place to the devil. And that's the reason the church loves fasting. The church loves fasting because when we fast, we do not give, we're not supposed to, give place to the devil. St. John the Short, he said something beautiful on fasting. He says, think about it. If you were a king and you wanted to take possession of an enemy city, he would begin by cutting off the water and the food. So his enemies dying of hunger would submit to him. Wasn't that a good idea, right? And actually that's what we do. We do like blockades, we do trade and sanctions. We do all of that to cut off supply, to make weaken a nation, so then like a country crumbles. And St. John says a king would do the same thing. You know, in war you cut off the supply to, to the city and then the city will crumble. He says, it is the same with the passions of the flesh. If a man goes about fasting and hungry, the enemies of his soul grow weak. The enemies of his soul grow weak. Because fasting should remove the desire for sin in our heart. Let's talk about uh, a food for, an, uh, for a minute. Uh, fasikh. For those who don't know what fasikh is, uh, fasikh is uh, a cured or salted fish. 
it's like anchovies but a thousand times worse and for some reason many Egyptians love it that's not me and I have no desire for fasikh whether it's Shem and Nasim or whatever nothing I don't like the taste of it I don't like the smell of it actually to say I don't like is putting it mildly and I hate it <laughs> I hate it and no matter how you try to disguise the fasikh you put basal on it, you put it in tomatum, you put it in a sandwich it will never be enticing for me khalas I don't like it and, and the same idea is a Christian should be to sin the same idea the Christian should have no desire for sin because the Christian sees the sin as disgusting the sin sees the sin as masina, like can't tolerate the smell of of the can't tolerate it. Not saying that the yeah, fasikh is, is wonderful. <laughs> like it is th- it is through fasting, as Saint John said, that we cut off the desires of the flesh. So no longer will we crave sin. We don't want sin anymore. Actually, we'll think of sin as disgusting. That's why Saint Anthony. When St. Anthony would see images of women, or they would bring him gold, or he would see gold in the sand, he said, I have no desire for this gold, I have no desire for, I have no desire for any of this. Why? Because St. Anthony cut off, it doesn't matter, it didn't appeal to him at all. In the midnight praise in the Apsalis of this great Lent, we meditate on how fasting and prayer played a role in all the Bible characters in in the Bible. And one verse that I wanted to share with you is about Joseph the righteous. It says, truly Joseph the chaste was saved from the adulteress through prayer and fasting and he ruled over Egypt. Joseph, and I always think about this, Joseph had the most, like, a powerful woman chasing him and throwing throwing herself at him every day, every day, every day. And how did he resist this sin? It's amazing. But because he had no desire, this woman was like fasikh to him. (laughs) It's not like, it it doesn't matter. I don't want it. No desire khalas. This is the first way to defeat sin. The second way to defeat sin is through patience and endurance. Satan will never give up. He didn't give up on the Lord. You think one temptation kafaya. No, no, another one. And then another one, defeat again, then another, a third one. Satan will not give up. He will continue to tempt us. So in order for us to defeat temptation, or to defeat the devil, we must be patient and endure. And I think our Lord teaches us this in the Gospel of today. Actually, St. John Chrysostom, he said, that we must overcome, the Lord taught us that we must overcome the devil, not by miracles. We must overcome the devil, not by miracles, but by forbearance and long-suffering through endurance our Lord could have easily said okay, you want me to change these stones into bread? I'll do it, done and do it actually, isn't the Lord the one who fed 5,000 with a few loaves? isn't, do you remember what John the Baptist said? when he was criticizing the Pharisees and the Sadducees he says, don't say we have Abraham as our father 
So don't say that. Because, why? God is able to raise up children from... He's able to raise children from stones. So if God is able to raise children from stones, He could have easily turned the stone into a habit ish for, you know, for His dinner. For... But the Lord didn't turn stone into bread to teach us endurance. To teach us endurance. To teach us that like this entitlement is not part of fasting. Oh, I fasted this much, so and I deserve hatta lahma like beer. That's not fasting. That's not fasting. Or this idea that I've done enough for God. That's not fasting. That's not fasting. To defeat temptation, we must endure. We may fall into temptation, but guess what? We'll get back up. <laughs> and if we fall, we will get back up. And if we fall again, we will get back up again. To defeat temptation, we must endure. We can never give up. Number three, to defeat temptation, we must live on the Word of God and support from God. We must live on the Word of God and support from God. I was reading a beautiful commentary. It says, the Lord was victorious over the devil. And so, because the Lord was victorious, He gave us the ability to be victorious over the devil. And He said that the, dev- the desert that the Lord was in is a place between Jerusalem and Jericho. And there's another famous story that happened in the desert between Jerusalem and Jericho. And that is the story of the Good Samaritan. And this commentary said, where the robbers left someone dead in like blood, it says, this was the, it was fitting that this is the place where Christ overcame the devil, should be the same place where the devil overcame man. So the place where the devil left the man dead, is now the same place that Christ defeated the devil, in his like home court. We have to live on the word of God. We have to live on the support of God. That's why he said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. One of the greatest examples of this is St. Mary of Egypt. Your homework tonight, today, don't get, don't get mad, is to go and read the story of St. Mary of Egypt. St. Mary of Egypt. St. Mary of Egypt lived on the word of God. She lived 47 years in the wilderness and she brought with her three loaves of bread. And I think the three loaves of bread lasted her, I think like some crazy, like 17 years or something. Three loaves of bread lasted her like years. And then she lived the other, the, like the remainder 30 years just on like desert shrubs and whatever. And when she was asked, how are you surviving? How did you live? How did you... She said, truly, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth. Truly, people live by, like, on the word of God. Truly, the word of God is a good food that gives sustenance, that gives us nourishment. So we need to rely on the word of God. We, to, in order to defeat, defeat temptation, we must rely on the heavenly support. And that's why even after the temptation, it says, the devil left him, and behold, angels came... And ministered to him. We need heavenly support. 
That's why in our church we are supported by the angels, we're supported by the saints. If you think of like a Pope Carlos, what would Pope Carlos that was like had uh, Saint Mina was his like bodyguard, and like his like Rohana Marimina. That's like heavenly support against any any of the temptation of the evil one. Lastly, I want you to remember that we are sons of God. Sons of God. The sons of God defeat temptation. I read this beautiful quote that I'll I'll end with. It says, whenever the flesh solicits thee, solicits you, say, I am a son of God. Say, I am a son of God. I am born to greater things than to be a slave of appetite. It says, when the world tempts you, Reply saying, I am a son of God and destined for heavenly treasures. And it is beneath me, it is beneath me to seek a morsel of white or red earth. When Satan offers me honor and pomp, say, get behind me. For as being a son and heir of God and born for a heavenly kingdom, I trample all worldly honor under my feet. To conquer temptation, remember that you are a son of God, that God has something much better for you. To conquer temptation, we talked about three and a half things. We said, cut the desire, cut the fuel, have patience and endure, and live on the word and support of God. Remember that you are a son of God, and glory be to God forever. Amen.